Hello, human peoples. You're listening to the podcast network of Gamefully Unemployed. Support us and gain access to great exclusive podcasts like Fox Mulder is a Maniac, Tom and Jeff Watch Batman, Star Trek The Next Futurama, and our latest show, Spiel Boys. Head over to patreon.com slash gamefullyunemployed. We do game streaming, movie nights with our patrons every Friday night, and you can even commission your own podcast about anything you want. Literally anything, within reason. And we have to do it. You are quite frankly out of excuses not to go visit patreon.com slash gamefullyunemployed. That's patreon.com slash G-A-M-E-F-U-L-L-Y unemployed, which is spelled like it sounds. That's bad. 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 Adaptations. I don't know. <laughs> I want to. All right. So I want to get ahead of this right now. Tom. Okay. Yeah. Obviously, there are other podcasts named Badaptations, I'm and sure. I don't want to. Yeah, I don't want to steal their thunder. This isn't a podcast called Badaptations. This is a mini series called Badaptations. Does that make it better? I mean, uh, let me be the first. To, let me be the first to say, and let me get out in front of this. Uh, I don't give a shit. Okay, that's yeah. I don't that's care. Fine too. I don't yeah. care. How many? Usually, like how many movies have the same? How, how many movies have the same title? Like who cares? That's true. Who cares? That's true. <laughs> uh, well, welcome to Bad Adaptations. I'm one of your hosts, David Bell. I'm a second in number of your hosts, Tom Ryman. And we're just diving into this. We have like we we don't uh, like. We didn't have like a script or a plan for how we're introducing this. No, we're just we're sort of we're like just cool sort of like names. no, we're just kind of like bursting through this like a like a pair of purple slacks. Um, yeah, you know, uh, we're just gonna kind of kind of kind of feel our way through it. Uh, but well, we like have, a, like a right, new like a, a newborn giraffe or Hulk mm-hmm. stumbling like around, getting used Hulk. to his legs, like a newborn Hulk. Yeah. Uh, all right, we do have some sections, but we should probably explain. Well, okay, hold on. I'm going to start by thanking our producer, Grumblebee. Hey, Grumblebee, thank you so much for your support. Yeah. This is brought to you by Grumblebee, everybody. Yeah. This is a this is a podcast where we look at, uh, it, it's probably pretty clear in the title, adaptations of novels or comic books or, you know, probably TV anything. shows. Anything. Any, any property. Yeah. Anything that's an adaptation. Um, specifically an adaptation that I'm going to go ahead and say was considered bad or yes. is largely considered bad. Yeah, was, was, yes, that, that's a good way I'm to not, put it because we're not always going to necessarily fall on the side of the adaptation being bad. I don't, yeah, I, I agree. Uh, and so I, I'm not sure how we'll pick the future ones right now. This was requested by Grumblebee and I do think it's a very good place to start. Yeah, this is, is, too... is going to be more interesting than, uh, than you might expect. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I I'm going to put that as our, like, as our, as the slogan for our network, more interesting than you might expect. <laughs> uh, yeah, this is 2003's Ang Lee's The Hulk. Just or, Hulk. sorry, Hulk. Just Hulk. Ang Lee's Hulk. The uh, uh, trash-ass Amazon Prime app was trying to tell me this movie was called The Hulk, and I'm like, no, it's not. No, yeah. Fuck you, no, Amazon No, it is Prime. not. Yeah. Fuck you, Amazon, for, for this, mostly this. It's but Hulk. It's a mononym, stuff. like share. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm going to right away say the way they coined the phrase Hulk in this movie, way better than... Uh, the way they do it in the Marvel series. I don't even remember. 
because the it was like a it's a college kid who's being interviewed and he goes it was like some sort of hulk man and it's like yeah you know you know how college kids just use that word and then the news just goes there you have it it's a hulk and it's like everybody slow down here yeah, that's like, d- hold on hold on pull yeah. over pull over um yeah ask it its name <laughs> you know like don't just have some college kid name it um yeah, so what what, what we're going to talk about I do about really want want someone to ask Hulk his name. Yeah. Cuz Hulk I does wa- Hulk re- does call himself Hulk, but where did he learn that? Yeah. Ex- Which came did, first, this- the chicken or the Hulk? Yeah. And this he just sort of says it. He's like, "Oh, that's uh, that fucking Hulk." Uh or something like that. And and then it's like, "All right." And they 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 don't actually call it the Hulk throughout. He just refers to himself as a Hulk. And they call it Angry Man, which it is. Yeah, I want. <laughs> now I want all the comics to just be the Incredible Angry Man. Oh, that would be that'd be amazing. <laughs> Take cover! He's so angry. Mm-hmm. So it's funny you should mention the comics because what we're going to start with here is defining what actually makes a good adaptation of the Incredible Hulk. Now, right away, I want to start by saying. That depending on the movie we're covering, we might be completely in the dark here. Uh, That's true. Like, uh, we'll we'll do our due diligence as much as we can for sure. But like, for instance, if we decide to cover, I don't know, uh, David Lynch's Dune, I'm not gonna read Dune before I'm gonna, watching yeah. the movie. That's a lot of that's a lot of work, and I uh, don't have the time. <laughs> yeah. I'm very. Uh, I'm 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 notoriously. I guess not notorious because. That means people are talking about it. I am uh, very bad at having read source material. Like, I, I think I've told this story when I heard Peter Jackson was adapting Lord of the Rings. I had no idea what Lord of the Rings was. I was just excited Peter Jackson I was making I still think you're lying about that. No. I was so like, psyched. You have to be fucking with me on that. I had no. I had never heard of How could of you it. never hear of Lord of the Rings? I was in my 20s. You went I to went an up- art school. I know. I went up to my friend who, let's just say he he did Warhammer figurines, so you know that kind of person. And I like I said, how you preface. Oh my God. I like how you began that by saying "let's just say" because normally that indicates you're going to use some sort of minimized euphemism. But you just no. you said "let's just say" he painted Warhammer figures. <laughs> well, he's that kind which of is nerd. not minimizing anything. <laughs> he he played the D's and the D's, yeah. you know. And I was like, Peter Jackson's making a new movie. Did you hear? And he's like, No. And I'm like, it's so cool. What is it? And I was like, something about rings. Uh, and then he looked it up and he was so angry with me. Uh, but yeah, it, it, it's so like, I guess my point here is that I think a lot of the stuff we cover, I'm going to be like, I don't know. I don't know what, what to expect. You know, like I've with the Hulk, it's like I've probably read a Hulk comic or two, but I am hardly a Hulk fan mm-hmm. in the terms of the comics. Right. But can I tell you, Tom, what I expect from a Hulk film? Yeah, sure. Just the general, whatever it is you've uh, uh, gleaned via osmosis, pop culture osmosis, like what your idea of what a Hulk movie should be just based on what you know of the character. Sure. I think that's fair. And I will say Hulk was like when they were making Iron Man, I had no idea what Iron Man was. I didn't know anything about that either. Mm-hmm. Um, this I did going into it when it first. And so even having not really read much comics, I expected a mad science story. 
a Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde story, right? That's interesting. Yeah, okay. That was my understanding of the Hulk. It was it was vials of green stuff and like cheesy science mm-hmm. and oh I've I've turned into a monster. That's and, certainly, you know, like, yeah, those are certainly all elements of it. I I expect a lot of people were more familiar with the T V series that Bill Bixby and Lou Ferrigno, so that's probably what m- most general audiences were, were had in their mind but it's interesting that you picked jekyll and hyde yeah because i mean that's clearly what he is yeah, right for yeah exactly yeah for sure yeah stanley must have modeled him off of that or i guess according to Mollerats, his own internal rage uh yeah the, well yeah you know for sure but, uh, uh yeah uh it, it uh that just seemed like the obvious comparison mm-hmm. is that he's a conflicted man he doesn't want to turn into the hulk but he keeps turning into the Hulk, and he is a hunted man. I knew that from the TV show. Yeah. You know? Um, and so uh, that's what I expected in this. Um, what did you expect going into okay. well, uh, 2003's Hulk? Um, first, I, w- <laughs> I want to uh, go back to what I said about how I'm like absolutely not going to read like Dune if we have to cover, if we end up covering Dune. Um I, don't, I still might, but I'll I'll I'll, just, I'll I'll do my best to immerse myself in in the source material as much as as much as reasonably possible before we cover a thing. It, yeah, uh, it's also what you said is that we kind of lear- know through the culture. Yeah, like what what a thing is supposed to be going into it. Yeah, uh, well, Dune is an interesting thing because all everything I know about Dune is based on that David Lynch movie because I grew up watching that movie. But anyway, that's right. that's for another episode. Uh, mm-hmm. Hulk for me is a little bit easier because I grew up with Marvel comics, just like hip deep in that. Um, all right. the characters, all the main characters anyway, like all the main Avengers and Spider-Man and everything. So I was pretty familiar with, with, with old Hulkamania. Um, so I came into it expecting something like Spider-Man, but with the Hulk where it would be like, like I knew the basic story, you know, of, of when he gets mad, he turns into a monster. He breaks shit. Uh, he's hunted by the military. He has a lot of weird, very, very powerful villains. Um, and also the leader, uh, in, in his, uh, rogues gallery. So I was expecting What's the leader. The leader is Tim Blake Nelson in the Edward Norton. one. <laughs> <laughs> he's the guy, he's the green guy with the really big brain. Got it. So he's like, he's like his, his, his mental, uh, villain is, you know, it, it, he is, he is strong in mind in all of the ways that Hulk is strong in body. Um, the ying to his yang, as it were. Uh, so mm. I was expecting, you know, Hulk smash, uh, big green guy breaking a bunch of shit. Uh, uh, Spider-Man had just come out. So I was riding real high on Marvel comics at the time. So I was expecting a Spider-Man, but with Hulk where it, it would be yes. the, like the sort of Spider-Man template where it's, he gains his powers. He wrestles with them, learns how to use them and ends up defeating a villain in the end, which is basically what happens in this movie. Yes. I do want to give some context for 2003 and Spider-Man and uh, honestly also The Matrix is that the reason I think these are all significant films in my mind or why they were, I don't know if I could um, identify it at the time, but I know what it was that excited me mm-hmm. is that up until this point, we saw CGI as largely a way to make monsters. Yes. Uh, and suddenly we were making humans. Uh, were we making them great? Mm, depended. You know, ask Blade 2. You know, like certain certain things didn't quite pull it off. 
Uh, but it was starting to be like when I saw first saw Spider Man. I remember in the trailer him flipping backwards onto the car, which I knew was the car from Evil Dead as well. Yeah, and that just mm. uh, and seeing like a human do something like that, uh, it was like holy shit! Like I had never seen that before. Yeah, same with the Matrix. And and I remember in the trailer of this Hulk swinging a tank around yeah. and throwing it and going I holy fuck that is new yeah, that is that, brand new I do remember going through that that uh, uh, sequence of emotions myself after you know like watching the Matrix to a lesser extent but when Spider Man came out it was like and then seeing how you know CGI and other modern digital effects were used to make a superhero. Like that was when it clicked for me, where it was like, "Oh shit, we can make superhero movies now!" Like yeah, every comic book I've ever this. read, we can make that into a movie. So I was riding yep. pretty high on that at the time. Yeah. Uh. So. Okay, that I feel like this is all reasonable expectations for a Hulk. Yeah. Another. Oh, another thing to keep in mind, if depending on how old you are, listener, I don't know. I don't know you. Um. Yeah. This is a long time before the MCU. Yeah. Uh, so that's a very important context for this film, and I think for the conversation we're going to have in this episode about it. But uh, yeah, we, we were still like, I don't know. There were like five superhero movies that had come out uh, in the last fifteen years. I don't know. Yeah, something like that. And this, yeah, we were riding high on. It was. We, a, it was at least had one Spider Man. We had. Point, we had right? one Spider Man. It had been a while since a Batman. We'd had a Daredevil at this point. Um, no, really? Yeah, Daredevil. Ben Affleck. Yeah, Daredevil was February two thousand three. Wow. So it was actually a couple of months before this movie. Wow. Um, and then Blade, of course, but like it was still slim pickings like it wasn't the 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 saturation of superhero films right had was was nowhere near what it is right now right and so yeah i should also note going into this i would i still wasn't that like yes what i what i'm saying about the cgi it was amazing i really liked the spider-mans because it's sam raimi uh generally speaking i wasn't that impressed by the genre of superheroes um at this time and so i will say as we get into the next section i don't believe i liked this movie when i first saw it mm-hmm. um i i don't or rather i probably i don't think i was that impressed by it um which i think a lot of people are saying no shit yeah no this uh, this movie was um not super well received it got criticized a lot for being very boring very talky uh, yes very slow now, it's over t- it's almost two and a half hours long it's like two hours and 15 minutes yeah and that's when we get into our first section which is the 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 bad the we'll bad. talk about the bad first and that does imply the existence of a section called the good and i actually want to start with i st- as i get older i like this movie more and more and at this point i struggle to find things that i really hate with it okay i Uh, i I can identify a few things but yeah no that's no there are problems for sure yeah um but a lot what i guess what i'm saying is a lot of the things that i identified as problems at the time uh are now just things that are in superhero movies Mm -hmm. Uh, like um i i also want to point out is this the best standalone hulk movie yes 
Yeah, that's funny. That's very funny. I mean, it's one of those things where we always... We don't all... I mean, I don't know. I don't know what fucking bit of wisdom I was about to try to drop on you guys. Um, but, like, we... you te- Mankind you, has always... Matt Webster's defines Hulk as... Um, no, but you tend to say, like, when a, when, a, when a movie comes out and it's kind of a bold piece of art, um, which in many ways Angley's Hulk is... Um, it is, especially for the time it came out. Especially for the time it Comic came out. Comic book movies Comic were book movies were few and far bold. between. Yeah. So there was a lot more pressure on a comic book movie like this like the hulk was supposed to be a franchise launcher it was it was that you know it wasn't everybody wasn't under the same studio you know we'd had a spider-man movie but that was at sony hulk was universal so hulk right this was supposed to start universal's own franchise of hulk movies so there's a lot of pressure on this movie to deliver the kinds of blockbuster moments that you sort of expect uh from a from an mcu movie right now um, right. Dare I, dare I also say it deserved three movies? If if Sam Raimi's like I'm just gonna say that right now, there should have been three movies. We at least got a cool roller coaster out of it. But uh, sorry, I, yeah, I no, that's it. true. Um, so yeah. what I was gonna say is when a movie when something comes out, uh, be it a movie or a book or a TV show or or uh, you know whatever an album, uh, and it just tanks and it's not well received at the time, except by it's not re- it's not well received by the general public. Um, we tend to say, well, time will be the ultimate judge of it. Um, and I think yeah. Hulk actually, this movie does is better in 2022 than it was in 2003. I think I I agree, and I do think a lot of stuff from this era isn't the case. Yeah. We've been seeing a lot of nostalgia for this era because people who now ha- have a voice grew up in this era we're kids at this <clears throat> point yeah I, exactly. I was not i was in college when this movie came out same here i was working at a movie theater so for example seeing a lot of people being like actually the prequels are good it's like no no they're not no they're not you were just uh, six when they came out yeah there are things about them that i enjoy yeah in retrospect i don't think now they, uh, uh, let me real quick say that i do not think the prequels are as bad as people say no i think well what it is is that when you get farther like when you get farther away from a movie uh, at least me, I get less mad at it because I didn't just pay like 16 bucks to watch it. You know what I mean? Where it's like when you when a movie is like mediocre and immediately so, you walk out of it and you're like, well, fuck. Yeah. Fuck that. Um, and then years later, you're like, you know, it, when it's free on Amazon Prime or something or on Showtime or you or just whatever, have more context you're just like, for, uh, you know, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. But then there are also like this isn't that to me. This is a movie that, as superheroes got defined, as Marvel became a thing, um, it's just like, how is this much different than those? Uh, for example, one of the things I don't like about this movie is that it has to end in a big dumb fight, and that's every Marvel film. Mm-hmm. It en- it ends. I think what makes Hulk to me interesting is the stuff with the military and like the King Kong stuff yeah. where it's like, we're talking them down. And then at the very end, they do this thing where they're like, and we're going to put them in the room with the villain. We always need a super villain and we're going to have them duke it out. Mind you, I do think the fight is really neat because it's so fucking weird. Visually it's very um, neat. Yes. Yeah. But it's that same problem. It's like, why would they put them in this room together mm-hmm. and have Nick Nolte like scream at him? And, like, let this happen. And bite an electric cable. Yeah, And yeah. as soon as he rips it up, Sam Elliott's like, turn on the juice. 
Yeah. It's like, oh, so we're just murdering him. Cool. Right. We're just, yeah. It's it. That's the sort of stuff where it feels like, oh, well, we have to have this, you know? Yeah. Uh, the the dogs, obviously. Yes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Finish your thought, and then I'll. And then I'll. Uh, no, that's it. It's it's that. It's the fact that like. The Hulk, they present such an emotional side to this. Yes. Uh, and that's what's that, really that's good about actually, it. But we'll, we'll yeah. talk about that in the next section. And and so then it still has to have the expectations of like, well, good guy has to fight bad guy. Uh, and, and it doesn't... There's a lot of really... Man, I have more good things to say than bad things. Sure. Um, but there's a, there's a sort of like... There's a really good elegance and efficiency to how they use... Uh, Nick Nolte's character, mm-hmm. but I do think he kind of feels redundant in like he's nonsense in his decisions a lot of the time, and he's just sort of like a raving maniac, and he just has to be evil, and like and then at the end it just has to be the fight, you know, um, and there's stu- there's stuff about him, and like. It's that thing where, like, it's sort of the point is that a lot of this movie could be resolved by two old guys talking to each other, just, like, talking. Yeah, but that's the point uh, of the movie. But that's the point of the movie, yeah. exactly. But I would say Nick Nolte is he- is used less elegantly than Sam Elliott. Um, yeah, yes. Yeah. 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 Sam Elliott is a good character. Uh, Nick Nolte is a bad character. <laughs> not, and I'm not yeah. talking about in terms of their morality. I'm talking about how they are written and how they are utilized in the story. <laughs> Yeah, McNulty is nonsense like, in this movie. Yeah, he is. And in the like when he's yelling at Bruce at the end before he bites the cable, I'm like, I have no fucking idea. Yeah, what what are you talking? About. Like his motivations yeah. are indecipherable. He goes on these long-winded speeches that are one barely audible, and two don't make sense yeah. even when you can hear them. He's just he's a very poorly written character, and I understand the the uh, impulse to include him because the basic story that this movie is telling is a story about parents and their kids right what fathers pass on to their children and how your kids end up fighting your battles and how your kids end up suffering for your battles because you're unable to stop being selfish and stop fighting them like you have to keep fighting the same battle just because it's your battle and then you end up ruining your kids because of it like that's like the main theme of the movie so i understand why they wanted to include nick nolte as bruce banner's dad um to counterbalance uh sam elliott as uh jennifer Connolly's dad but like sam elliott's motivations are very clear um his purpose in the story is very clear nick nolte is just this weird he feels like an afterthought but he he clearly isn't because so much of the story hinges on him uh, making completely baffling decisions to move it along, um, which is ultimately one of the movie's definitely biggest weaknesses, I think. Um, yeah, because it feels like the actions of like the reveal that he w- tried to kill Bruce as a kid and then accidentally killed his wife. Um, I can work with that. I can work with that. But there's this weird level of he's just like, you're better than them all. All those army, we can rule the world. And it's like, what the f- fuck man like <laughs> calm down well, it's in, it's um i it's it's his so bruce the reason bruce turns into the hulk is because he inherited this altered dna that from from nick nolte because nick nolte had been experimenting on himself 
Um, right. And that's why when he gets blasted by gamma rays, he doesn't die. He turns into this monster. Um, so it's like, it's a literal representation of the rage uh, and in, of injustice, perceived injustice that Nick Nolte passed on to him. He's like, ah, the military wouldn't let me continue my work. It's because your work was crazy and you're a crazy person. Um, yeah, you're, you're doing, you're doing <clears throat> mad science. Yeah. You're, you're a mad scientist. Yeah. Um, yeah. So if, for sure that element of it. And I think honestly, what I, uh, this is, a, I'm, I'm saying the bad, but I have to say a little bit of the good in order to give the bad context. What, yeah. I, what I think works about this movie uh, to sort of push back a little bit against what you said a minute ago is that I think it actually is pretty unique um, in the sea of uh, MCU movies because the main story it's telling is like this uh, very personal story between four people and really between three people because um, Nick Nolte this is whatever. Is, no, I do agree with you. This is the problem is that we have a section where it's like, what did the movie get wrong? And I'm like, there are stuff, but honestly I would do a best bad movie on this. I would get completely a hundred percent behind this movie mm-hmm. and say, nothing's wrong. I can argue for why everything can exist well, in this movie. So what I would, but I I'm, I'm recognizing the things or I'm trying to recognize the things that m- people might have had issue with. I don't know. Yeah. So um, what I think is bad um, yeah. is, you know, the need to include stuff for him to fight uh, outside of the military for some reason, even even though I think the military worked perfectly fine as a villain. Like yeah, you mentioned, him versus tanks. You mentioned King Kong. It is a tragedy. Um, but uh, so including the, the big villains they decide to include for him are a bunch of goofy looking cartoon dogs that look like when uh, Jim Carrey's dog put the mask on. Yeah, um, not, not a great sequence. And then like Nick Nolte with the power of the elements... Uh, like yeah. a, like a, is that from a comic book? He's kind of, sort of absorbing man, but like not really. It's okay. like it was baffling at the time too, uh, and that's I don't. Yeah, I don't know what. So it's, I don't know why the gamma radiation did that. Yeah. So like I think one of this movie's biggest mistakes in terms of adapting a Hulk comic, as I had mentioned earlier, he has this gallery of bizarre villains and at Nick Nolte becoming the elements certainly falls into that category, but it's so vaguely defined uh, pr- all right. that it just, it, it, it like the, con- the climax of this movie is very confusing. <laughs> it, that's, that's so. the thing. It's them in a lake and he's like, you want all the power? And then he becomes, Take it. And then he becomes and- a cloud of like the greatest hits reel of, of all his childhood memories. Like he, it's, it's literally a big green yeah, cloud then, of previous scenes of the movie playing in it. And then it gets hit with and a it's missile like this and weird pops. Bubble. <laughs> yeah. And I thought it was like, kind of like the bubble blood that Nick Nolte had. Um, it, it's here's the thing it's visually it so visually it's is very where, cool okay. narratively it's stupid it's and confusing yeah. and uh, like a, a terrible way to end your movie right and like this hulk is, is problem. hulk is hulk smash so if you're gonna have yeah. him fight uh, if you're gonna have it end in a big supervillain fight it's like important that we understand what's going on and it's so uh it's just it's It's it's, abstract it's so abstract in the mind yeah it's happening like in the mind where he's absorbing his powers i don't understand why nick nolte dies i assume he's like i'm gonna flood you with my powers right because overwhelms you all we 
all we are told, or not even told, we're just shown that he can like absorb whatever he touches. So right. when they're like, let's shoot a missile at him, I'm like, don't do that. He's just going to drink that. Yeah, uh, but it kills him for some reason. Um, and because it's a gamma missile, I and guess. I, I guess and that, it's it, yeah. again, it's just it's it's a very very confusing here's, finale. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Here's the thing: is that it is, and here, all right. This is the more logical thing to happen. It's also the thing I didn't like in the new one, which is like the more natural thing to happen is you have someone else take Bruce's blood and become a Hulk as well, an unstable Hulk, an abomination, uh, if you will. If you will. The problem is that was fucking boring. It was also boring. Yeah. And it was also like they did the thing where they're like, well, we're, we need a villain. And it's like, you have a villain. It's the military. Yeah. Uh, wh- why are you adding another villain? And then they did that. And then everybody has to be like, go get him, Hulk. And it, and then they just f- they just ruin Harlem. And then it's never addressed again. Yeah. And then and that's it. And it's just like, well, okay. Like. That yeah, that was th- so. Like this fight is at least visually different. You know what I mean? It's not just two monsters punching each other. Yeah. Well, th- it's like it's like it's like Ang Lee saw CGI, and really was like, you can do anything with this, and really had an imagination mm-hmm. where it feels like other directors go, you could do anything with this, and then just do a bullet time shot of two monsters punching each other. And it's like, come on, you, it's a, you can literally do anything. Yeah. Can you think of anything cooler to do? And that's, I think, the, the, the biggest misstep in the terms of a, a, adapting Hulk uh, is Ang Lee clearly understands the visual medium. Um, yeah. And that's clearly what appeals to him, certainly about this character, because it's told in this very unique way where it's kind of like comic panels. And that's really cool. And I appreciate that more every time I watch this movie, which is not often. I don't rewatch this movie very often at all. Same. Um, and like the climax is visually really cool, um, but it's narrative gibberish. And like, yeah. that's, you have to find that balance because comics are a visual medium. Yes. But they're also telling v- relatively straightforward stories so it's like we need to find a balance there and this was tipped way too much just toward oh it's very pretty it's like yeah it's very pretty but like i don't know what the fuck is happening right and like i shouldn't be scratching my head at the hulk like hulk should be smashing (laughs) yeah it shouldn't be an abstract concept at the end yeah Um, hulk should be fucking kicking a field goal with someone's head like throwing a tank into the sun this is this is the part where yeah, and he does do that. He does do that, yeah. Um, but for the climax, it's like I didn't need the climax at all. Right, I, they could have ended it. Be he could have fucked off, and then yeah. at the, in San Francisco, um, like it seemed. It seemed like fun. what would have been a more powerful thing was if the climax would have been a showdown between him and Sam Elliott, and then when it gets down to it, he instead of killing Sam Elliott because the like the part of his Bruce mind is able to intervene into the hulk for long enough to be like you can't kill betty's dad you love her uh so and then he just yeah. fucks off like that would have been th- that's and then that's you, the climax <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you have you have a thing where they're like nick nolte escaped you know like they, you do something like that you set up a sequel uh well yeah i'm just talking, you know, I'm talking with, about in terms of like if you want to ha- yeah for sure you do that but like if you like, want to have like because the, actual, the question is what do you do with nick nolte right. it's like you do leave him as a loose end frankly yeah like it's okay you want more of these right we all want, we're all planning on more yeah 
in this case, it's okay to op- keep that open-ended because you have completed a story arc otherwise. Yeah, because the arc is between those three characters, Bruce and Betty and, and, yeah. and General Ross. And like the completion of Bruce's arc is begin not completely controlling the hulk and you know by extension his his internal conflict but like beginning to or like understanding and addressing it and starting to take control of it like that's the arc um so you you can you can do that and you could still make it visually elegant or whatever but um i think the other big thing that this movie misses out on is which is (sighs) is what is exhilarating about the Hulk. Like what's cool about the visuals of the Hulk uh, is that sequence when he's just bounding across the desert and and running through the dunes, jumping through the sky, fighting the tanks, like throwing them off into the distance. Like that's, we need that. Like you need that for a Hulk movie. It's the Hulk. Like that's what's, that's what's, that's what's cool. What's, what's appealing like i said exhilarating already but that's the word like that's what's exhilarating about the hulk is watching him do this shit that is incredible you know like yeah pun intended and i i would say i would say are you gonna say we need more of it in this um i don't necessarily think i think you could replace the dogs yes with another good sequence with another sequence of him bounding with because yeah the dogs suck (laughs) <laughs> well, all right the dogs suck but i do appreciate watching the hulk punch a dog in the dick of course which he does yeah and, uh, and i was like i appreciate that movie good job yeah also flexing to break a jog's jaw yeah i will say though a general note for this film audiences don't tend to like it when you constantly kill animals yeah and like they murder so many animals in this movie and like that is what science is yeah like that's true like yeah like in fairness there are scientists. They are just murdering animals. Mm-hmm. But it's it's just like yeah, that is realistic. But then on top of that, you kill three dogs, and it's like yeah, replace them with I don't know army guys or something. Yeah, have them punch an army guy in the dick. Something like I do. I do like that because you get some cool characterization of Hulk through that. Like sort of some of a, l- yeah. a little bit of his dirtbag energy. Well, th- and the idea. In that scene, because and I have to defend it, is Jennifer Connelly is horrified. Yeah, that's the point of the scene, and that's why they chose dogs because she's watching him kill three dogs. Yeah, uh, and then she has to she has to make the decision to turn him in. Yeah, and so it actually it's weird, but the the dog stuff does narratively make sense. Um, but you could have done that a different way. It, it, there are the dogs are dumb looking. They're just dumb looking. Yeah, they look and, they look they look really bad, and it it sucks that like for his only really quote unquote supervillain fight in the film, if you're gonna have one at all, um, yeah, is between three cartoon dogs. It's like okay, yeah, well, couldn't it's, couldn't it's that not have great. couldn't that have been like I don't know any number? Couldn't that have been Rhino or something? Couldn't that have been Abomination? Yeah. <laughs> like, right? I don't know. I don't know. It's I don't it's, know. It's again, it's we're talking about the movie in terms of being an adaptation of the Hulk. So it's, it's, there's a, there's not an, there's not like a complete one to one between what I think makes a good movie and what I think makes a good adaptation of the Hulk. (laughs) Yeah, I do. I actually want to point this out is I know why I didn't like it at the time. Uh, because I was younger 
and I didn't care about the character. I just like uh, this all started from talking about seeing that in the trailer him throw that tank, right? Yeah. And saying like that is fucking wild. Mm-hmm. And I was at an age where like I liked uh, an indie film or two, you know, I liked I liked watching weird shit, but with something like this, I wasn't there for a story. I just wasn't. I was there to watch a giant green CGI man do like cool shit. And this movie doesn't have a lot of that it's a lot of melodrama a lot of people talking i would say everybody everybody does a great job they got some really good actors for this um it's just like ultimately i would have been more happy at the time with two solid hours of the hulk on a rampage you know yeah. uh i like he becomes the hulk at about the 40 minute mark uh and i w- i would honestly say the and we'll talk about it in the next section. There are good things with the pacing. As a story, I do think this is a really compelling and well-done movie. Yeah. As a Hulk adaptation, it probably needs more of a big green man beating people up. We need to get like, we need to get to the Hulk way faster than forty minutes. Yeah. yeah. If, and if, it, if, it, in so terms in is, terms of a Hulk adaptation, a hundred percent. Yeah. It is two different ideas. It's as a Hulk adaptation. Honestly, uh, maybe not. Maybe not focus so much on the characters, frankly. Maybe not have to do that. As a movie, uh, I do really, really appreciate the stuff they do in this. And yeah, we'll get into that in the next section. Because I think 15 years of the MCU has really helped me appreciate that a lot more. And And also because I'm older. But yeah. Yeah. Should we get into the next section? I think so. I think we've identified kind of this film's missteps in terms of being a cool definitive hulk adaptation yeah the first big screen theatrical adaptation of the hulk probably shouldn't have been so abstract (laughs) yes probably not it should have had way more of the big green guy punching people to the fucking moon yeah it should have been not a a, like trying to be an art house film yep to some extent um i do want to say this in between because this doesn't belong anywhere um having watched this movie i was thinking about it is ethan hawk turning into nick nolte yes okay is he like predestinationing himself or something like was he always nick nolte i don't know you know i don't know but he's definitely getting nick nolte roles now yeah and i like i he was in moon knight right he's in that he is in moon knight yeah yeah, and he just flat out looks like Nick Nolte in that. Like he's starting to like uh, just watch, noticing this. Watch the good. Watch like, the good Lord Bird where he plays John Brown. He's he right. quite literally looks like Nick Nolte in that. It's just the yeah. beard and the long crazy hair. Yeah, he's just our Nick Nolte yeah. now, and that's that's great. Hot take: um, Ethan Hawke has never given a bad performance. He's always great. Yes. He might be in a bad movie, a bad but movie, he's never given a bad yeah, performance. You're always yeah. getting a hundred percent of the Hawk. Yeah. <laughs> Um, okay, uh, we're going to go into what is good about this movie and adaptation. So I would just start with what we've already kind of touched on. When the Hulk is smashing, it is satisfying. It's so good, and it the MCU hasn't really gotten close to it, I don't think, in my I, opinion. I, I ex- hard agree. Is This is the best Hulk this is the best version of the Hulk. Yes, the CGI is a little rough because it's a little older. It's still pretty um, good, though. It's still pretty fucking good. Yeah. 
Um, I think it's the best version of the Hulk. His big, stupid green look, like that bright green color. Mm-hmm. They don't gritty him up. They're not afraid. The I love how the bullets bounce off him like rubber, which the new ones sort of do, but not. It's the sound they do in this one is just like, mm, I love it. His big, stupid jumping. Yeah. Uh, how the steam comes off of him. Uh, the, the tank stuff. It's just so. F- I don't know. I love it. It's it's not just the look. It's it's in the it's in the what he actually does, like biting the warhead off of a missile and spitting it at a helicopter. Spitting it. Uh, That's so fucking cool. Just sprinting across the desert, and like you, you mentioned, the bounding. But like his bounding in this movie, they really make you feel like how wild it is it's like it's like it, i imagine it must have been like what it was like for people to go see richard donner's superman and watch superman fly for the first time with right. like contemporary effects like um yeah it's they just they really and and just when he's dealing with the four tanks and has to dismantle them in different ways and he starts off by just flinging one into the distance like they really so good. yeah they really understand how to like i don't know just get into what the hulk can do and 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 show us like what he can do and like the marvel movies don't really like there's some there's some moments like obviously him smashing loki into the ground is incredible um right him punching the big uh leviathan right in the face Uh, yeah (laughs) yeah that shit's cool but if you notice we're talking about him handling aliens and shit that's one of the I so the Edward Norton Hulk. I watched that fairly recently. It just fails. It just fails. And one of the things it fails at is him versus the military. And that's really the only movie where we get to see that. You know, yeah. Because after that, he's an Avenger and he's a he's good ish, and he's you know he's doing the right stuff. There's a little in the first Avenger, I guess. Well, um, the second one. They hate. That's when he. That's oh when right, right. They have to use like yeah. yeah. That's when he has to use a uh, Hulkbuster to bring him down. But yeah, even that stuff. It's like they're so scared. What uh, one of my favorite things about this movie was that a running theme, and in fact, the motivations of characters is civilian casualties. Yes, and they're really thinking about it. And I feel like Marvel films don't at all. Uh, they just always have like someone over a radio or someone at the end go, thank God no one was hurt. You know, and like, that's shit like that. That's the point of the Hulk. Like you mentioned King Kong earlier. It's, he's yeah, not necessarily out to cause havoc, but he can't help but do that. Um, yeah. and, and yeah, so that's the whole point of the Hulk is that he's just a walking bomb. Right. And you just feel it a lot more in this version. Um, despite the fact that it's like a plot point in the Avengers stuff where Hulk fucks off to space, you know, Mm -hmm. um, it just, you feel it a lot more because it's everybody's concern all the damn time. Uh, and like I, I, having watched that Edward Norton one, they, they like, they do the weird thing where they're, it's like, they're trying to hide the Hulk for some of the movie. And then when he faces off at the military, it's really boring. They do that like Sonic thing. Like he's just kind of like, throwing stuff into things and he never does anything that's like on this level of like swinging a tank by its barrel and throwing it like he's fucking mario beating up bowser you know yeah like 
fuck they get like, they get one moment that's in, so good yeah they get one moment in incredible hulk where he rips a car in half and makes gloves out of it yeah that was kind of that's cool, cool yeah. but like they, this it's not like this like they don't they don't have as much fun with the sandbox of the hulk I, i'm just gonna invent yeah, they that really phrase. don't and i think from beginning to end in the in his in the marvel series i can't really think of amazing moments with the hulk using his environment to do really fun stuff or like like there's there's fun moments you know there's all all of thor for thor three you know yeah um there's definitely great moments but from beginning to end it always felt like the hulk was generally underutilized Mm -hmm. and part of it is like he's so powerful they have to nerf him he has to refuse to come out for the finale and all that uh, and so it's just like I don't know. It, there was never anything on this level in the Marvel stuff. Yeah, uh, there's better stuff with character. Obviously, there's a lot to say about uh, Mark Ruffalo. Uh, Mark, uh, Mark Ruffalo know. gives a better performance, I think, than Eric Bana. But um, I don't. Th- I think yeah. this. I still feel like this movie gets at the at the pathology of the Hulk the best way better than any of the other, you know, as good an actor as Mark Ruffalo is like, he's just not, he, the material's not there. So like, well, because yeah, yeah, that's was, yeah, the material he's not, they, they use a shorthand where it's like, Oh yeah, he's the Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde, but they don't really go into internal. They don't internalize any of it. Yeah. Sorry. What were you going to say? I was just going to, I was going to basically say that where this, the entire plot of this movie is about bruce's internal conflict right um and about the trauma yes in his childhood uh-huh. which is a huge really interesting part of all of this yeah um and yet i it, it part of it is like the edward norton one's just simply it's not that good and then once it's like the spider-man thing where they knew like once they got to avengers it's like we we can't keep doing the hulk we've done it we ch- did it twice so now we got to get moving, and now he's just an Avenger, and now he's just like, yeah, I, I'm always angry. I'm gonna turn switch it on and off like a light switch, and we're just gonna get going with other plot stuff. And so he always feels in the Avengers as like a secondary character, yeah, that they give a little time to in like Age of Ultron, mm-hmm. but like ultimately this is still like the best version of the character's journey too. Yes. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent, and it's it's it encapsulates the tragedy of it. Um, yeah, uh, it's it's just it's a really uh, and and what I wanted to talk about was like after fifteen years of Marvel movies that we've been through right now. Um, in two thousand three, there was a lot more expectation, I think, certainly from me, going to the Hulk movie for it to check all the boxes because it was the right. only it was the only movie. And we didn't know when yeah. we were going to get another one. So it's like, man, we better get everything we want from a Hulk movie out of this movie. So there wasn't a lot of room, at least for me, in terms of my expectations. And it seems like in terms of the general public expectations for the Hulk movie to kind of be interesting or or be artful or be something that wasn't just checking off all the blockbuster boxes. So I think that's a lot of what was disappointing with uh, about it at the time of its release but now yeah. that we've had you know like marvel movies are the biggest movies in the world they've dominated for over a decade there's almost 30 of them like i have those all of those boxes checked off in 30 other movies so i can go right. back and watch this movie and really appreciate 
how abstract it is and how insular it is and how it's really this tragedy uh, uh, between these characters and, and the movie is much more interested in telling that story than having Hulk punch things. Yep, and it also does a very good job at that. It really kind of does. Yeah, it's so they do a lot of very efficient things. They have it so that, um, and maybe this is just stuff from the comic. This is where I'm like, I don't know about it as an adaptation, but looking at it as a story, they start with the base and this trauma and this mystery of the trauma, and and so and then they sandwich it with, well, when when we do get the Hulk, where are we going to bring him back to that base? Yes. Like back to where it all so you have so you have this opportunity to finish all that stuff in a very um natural way. Yeah. Where he's at the base, he can bring back the memories. They do certain things like they have um Nick Nolte meet with uh Betty, Betty Ross mm-hmm. as the uh, with Jennifer Connolly, who uh, we haven't even mentioned. Fucking Jennifer Connolly. The cast, the cast uh, of this. Ethan Hawke, yeah. always great. Yeah, the cast of this movie is, uh, you. Yeah. the reason he got this cast is, you know, one, he's Ang Lee and he's coming, this is pretty soon after Crouching Tiger, so he's like real hot at the time. And like, yeah. the movie is this really dramatic, emotional story. So it's like, yeah. this is why it has this cast. Like, this is why these people so, were interested in making this movie. <laughs> yeah. Sam Elliott is amazing in He's this. real good. You understand, you understand by the end where he's like, his hands are tied and he feels bad about how he, he has this loyalty to the military and not his daughter. And he's truly sorry. He finally apologizes. Yeah. Like through the yeah. whole movie, he's so focused on, nope, I've got to, I've got to, you know, it's the whole sins of the father thing where it's like, nope, he's, he's yeah. the same as his dad. I've got to stop him. Uh, I thought this fight was over. You know, it never considers Bruce as a human being, just as an extension of Nick Nolte. Um, and yeah. then by the end of the movie, he finally apologizes. It's like shit. Yeah, it's really well done. Yeah. Um, and then and so like, there's a scene where he sits down with Bruce, and he's like, "Stay away from my daughter." At the exact same time, they have Nick Nolte sick the dogs on Jennifer Connelly to show exactly what we're talking about that this comes down to two old men with a grudge against each other and that they're infecting their children with yeah. it and they're both irrationally hating the kid of the other yeah, one yeah for no reason cuz they they yeah they set it up really well where both of them their hatred is like so dumb uh and they both come off like assholes and idiots that's really well done in it's, the it's, like the efficiency of where they put the scene. I would say it's blind, not dumb, because they yeah, have yeah, pretty yeah. good reasons to hate each other. But to hate each other, they yeah, are blinded the kids, by it. Yeah, yeah. And then they do stuff like um, they they're just really good at naturally adding these moments, like when Nick Nolte, like I think, calls Betty and starts explaining what happened at the same time they just happen to be triggering Bruce's dreams. And so they have these layered moments where like they're able to get the exposition out or the ideas across very clearly by having them stacked next to each other in a way that doesn't feel forced. And yeah. And using the comic panel format that this movie is in really helps for the exposition because it keeps juxtaposing images for you. So it's mm-hmm. it's like we said it's abstract so it's putting you in the headspace that you need to be in to understand what's happening without necessarily needing a character to just spit it all out at you yeah and it and it it's just very like i would say the structure of the story is very good mm-hmm. uh 
and the visuals is very good too. Yeah. Ang Lee, his directing style in this is really fascinating. It's 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 really fun to watch. Hulk is fun to watch. Uh, so like it does tick off a lot of boxes for me as a film. I think it's a good movie. Honestly, I think I, th- I think it's yeah. a pretty interesting a piece of art that tells uh, a very simple but very emotional and effective story. Um, It stumbles uh, quite a bit as, as a Hulk adaptation, certainly as like the first Hulk adaptation in terms of like a big theatrical movie. Um, But again, with the context of the past 20 years, I can go back and appreciate it more uh, for all the things that it does well as just a film. It's one of the better Marvel films, uh, I think, in the end. Like, it, it kind of, it, it won't be remembered that no, way, certainly. No, it really won't be. Um, but it, I think it is one of the better made uh, Marvel films. Uh, certainly better than stuff like Eternals, you know? Where it's like, it, this has a fucking structure in it. It's not trying to cram 20 new characters in it or set up six films. It's just focusing on a story between yeah these fathers and their kids uh and it it does it starts with the people the characters Mm -hmm. that's the core because it's a human story yeah uh and that's very important and you know uh also by the way is this the first stan lee cameo i don't think he was in the first spider-man was he i mm, i think he is is he i don't Uh, i I could be wrong with that Shoot, I can't I, remember I if he's in the first one. Or, I felt like he was, but maybe he wasn't. I, I, I'm not sure. I feel like he. I remember him in three because it's sweaty as shit. Uh, but I don't remember him in the first two because in three he's like, you know, some people can make a difference. No. Enough. Said. Some people can. Some people call me Stan Lee, true believer. Okay, Excelsior, okay. and he zooms away on when, a jetpack. When was the ghastly Fantastic Four? Because he's the mailman in that. Yeah, he's a. I've, oh shit! I used to know that character. So that's an actual character in the comic. Oh okay. Uh, is that after this? Yeah, it's two thousand five. It 2005 is two thousand five. Was the uh, the Tim Story? I think is the director of that Fantastic Four. It is. This really feels like maybe possibly the first Stanley cameo when the tradition started. Um, but I, I might be wrong. I might be wrong. Yeah. I might be I gotta watch some Spider-Mans again. Yeah, I could just Google it right now. Not gonna. We're recording, baby. We're live. Yeah. yeah. In the past. um, (laughs) Yeah, I really, like, man. Also, Danny Elfman doing the music. Yeah. That was, like, a thing that they were doing. It's a a little similar to a Spider-Man score um, in certain scenes. Uh, But that's fine. Mm Mm-hmm. Um... I mean, you understand he was like the go-to, you know, they wanted to recapture the the success of the original Batman, which like took over the world and was like the biggest movie ever when it came out. So right. all these superhero movies are like, let's get Danny Elfman to do it. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Okay, so I, I want to know, um, sorry, it, this is so obvious now that Stanley absolutely had appeared in things before this. We have been not mentioning one very large marvel series the sex the sex made into films yeah sex man yeah yeah Yeah, that's where it started um yeah he was the hot dog vendor sure i believe you yeah you don't remember that cameo when senator kelly like oozes on oh yeah now i do now that you're mentioning it 
Yeah. I don't watch those. Um, I don't revisit those movies very often either. Yeah, they're kind of hard to go they're, back and rewatch for one very specific they're reason. They're pretty bad. <laughs> I I don't mind some of them. I, I all right. Well, this isn't about X Men, but I love that fucking teaser at the end of X Men was to me that because of the animated series that was the only Marvel property or superhero property that I knew the details of. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, so like that x2 ending i was like fuck you know that, yeah. that was and then x3 hardcore. happened anyway and then x3 happened um anywho we're, we're, talking, we're talking about, about hulk. hulk um yeah i i do think this movie needs a, a bit of redemption and i just don't know if it's because my bar has been lowered where all these superhero films i'm exhausted and i look at this and i go man they actually told like a character story that's that's different i haven't seen that in a while you know what i mean where it's like have we just yeah. gotten so far from the point of movies that going back to this seems quaint that they actually told a story or is it yeah just a genuinely good movie i think it's a little i think both it's a little bit me. of both probably yeah. like i said the the 15 years of being inundated with marvel movies has allowed me to appreciate what this movie doesn't do um yeah it doesn't let Josh Lucas live. No, it shouldn't. <laughs> There's yeah. a really funny moment where he's he's sneering and the Hulk is doing a very similar sneer and it's <laughs> Yeah, it's great. He's, he knows he knows what movie Yeah, he's Josh in. Lucas is just snarling his way through this movie and it's perfect. He really and then he is. blows he's himself up and it's this. hilarious. What an asshole. Yeah, what a what an absolute piece of trash. Yeah. Uh all right. Yeah, I don't have. Oh, uh, I have one last. Sure. Thing. This uh, this is such a, a fart to end on. Why would they suspect Bruce Banner when they just find his wallet at his lab? He works there. It's very. He works at his lab. It's flimsy as hell. Yeah, they're like, "Look, you left something." It's like, "No shit, I work there." Everybody leaves shit at their work. What the fuck? I think it's part. Uh, it's in part. I, it's it's because of who's it, right. It's uh, it's it's that's all yeah. back to the blind hatred of of what Sam Elliott like. He just learned from Josh Lucas that his daughter is working with Bruce Banner, even though he's going by Bruce Kranzler right. or whatever. So he shows up there, oh, and I, the instant he shows up, the lab's been destroyed. He's like, "There's some fucking bullshit going on around here. <laughs> I found your so, wallet at the office." That's I'm saying. That's fucking stone cold, Sam Elliott. Yeah, let your wallet at the office, you piece of trash. <laughs> oh, Sam Elliott! I loved the young Sam Elliott. By the way, great that guy's casting. Just doing yeah, Sam that was yeah, great casting. Yeah. Um, final question, actually, and I I have a, a strong opinion on this, although it's close. Which government, this or the Marvel one, was stupider in dealing with the Hulk? Because they're both kind of stupid. They're both real dumb. Where they're like, he turns into the monster when you get him angry. Let's uh, let's, let's get him let's angry Let's keep antagonizing him. I would argue this is the smarter one. Because that like they do the dart, right? Mm -hmm. And then they, they put him like in the ground. And they're like, I, like, they're trying to keep him away. Whereas in The Incredible Hulk... They gas him in the middle of a college. Yeah. And it's like, what the fuck are you doing? Well, in this one, they actually seem to like recognize that attacking him directly won't work. And then also right. understand that he's just this walking bomb. Like when he hulks out in the uh, underground facility and Josh Lucas blows himself up, 
he starts to smash the lab and then Sam Elliott's like, turn off all the power so he can see the way out. <laughs> yeah, he's like, I we, we can't find yeah. him in here. This is dumb. And then when he runs yeah, into the they're, canyon. They're yeah, when he runs into the canyon, he tells them to shoot the the walls of the canyon, not Hulk, to like bury him and slow him down. You know, so it's it's they're a right. little more aware they're, of of what Hulk is and what Hulk can do in this movie. They're tactically smarter. Yeah. Neither are smart. No, neither are smart. They still do the thing yeah. where in this one they're like put him in water and give him nightmares and then they're like oh no he turned into that hulk and it's like yeah what did you think was gonna happen well, no we thought he'd have uh, water nightmares yeah and then they're like gas him and it's like no you should have tested that first huh like you should really like, figure out how to take down the hulk like before you do this josh shit. lucas's plan to harvest his dna yeah. was to hobble into his cell like literally hobble yes and, and then start him. hitting him with a cattle prod it's like he is gonna turn into the hulk and kill you and yeah, he does he literally kill you yeah <laughs> why would yeah, you do that josh lucas it's not smart across the board he wasn't even wearing a helmet when he went in there <laughs> no, he wasn't like he was like if you turn into the hulk some guys are going to come here and shoot you and you're like oh you mean like the other times they shot yeah. him and nothing happened yeah. <laughs> like what is your plan how many times will a bullet bounce off this guy before you think hey maybe we need to figure out a new we should plan. stop shooting him yeah but again that's yeah that's both hulks yeah. Uh, it's very funny. Um, all right. I, are we done? I think so. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, th- hey, hey. First of all, thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, second of all, big thank you to Grumblebee for making this happen. I am very excited about the future of this series. Yeah, I me too. We're going to cover a bunch of bunch of adaptations. Uh, should be a lot That'll of That'll probably be worse than hulk and better than hulk yeah yeah uh there's gonna be some that i, I will will hurt me to watch yeah just it will I cause think. me violence to watch them i'll be like i'll uh-huh. be like josh lucas hobbling into fucking bruce banner's cell <laughs> with a cattle yeah, prod exactly. not no no helmet no elbow pads no just trying just, just my suit my fucking death. broken ass nose and my arm in a sling <laughs> like i'm gonna come out um, on top here it's like, mm. <laughs> are, Buddy. You, are you josh lucas <laughs> let's look at all the evidence <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what do we know let's about the hulk so far <laughs> it's amazing because again it's like okay we know things bounce off him and he's like i'm gonna shoot this bomb at him it's like and what do you think is gonna happen with that bomb <laughs> Like, just sit for a second and think about yeah. what has happened yeah. so far. Just take a minute. Just take a minute. Yeah. <laughs> um, so thank you, Grumblebee. Uh, thank you so much. This was through our Patreon. And if you're interested, you can go to patreon.com slash gamefully unemployed. If you go on there for $5 a month, you get access to a bunch of podcasts like Tom and Jeff Watch mm. Batman, Fox Mulder is a Maniac. Mm. Those are both exclusive on there. We also have podcasts with the Small Beans folks, uh, Star Star Trek The Next Futurama, and Spielboys. We watch movies every Friday night with our patrons as well. That's a tier. Mm -hmm. And then there's tiers like this where you can have us actually make a custom podcast based off your notes and input. So... Those are all things to check yeah. out. Yeah. Uh, we also have a store. Head over to GameFeedUnemployed.com where you can find a link to our Teespring store where we have all kinds of cool original artwork and designs you can get on t-shirts, stickers, mugs, posters, all kinds of stuff. So check that out. Absolutely. 
you, you goof. App, app's so fucking. You loose. Josh yeah. Lucas, you. <laughs> you little Josh Lucas, all you Josh Lucases out there. <laughs> we know you're watching. blowing himself up. <laughs> <laughs> what an asshole! <laughs> oh man, oh, I love him. All right, I think that's it. I think we're done. Okay, bye. bye.